0: I'm Asha Robles, and this is SPE Talks Tech, Managed Pressure Drilling. Welcome to the SPE podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, we encourage you to do so. It's a great way to keep up with the latest oil and gas technical trends and valuable information. We're trying something a little new. For this episode, we'll be handing off the interviewing portion to Steve Nass, Regional Wells Manager, Asia Pacific for WellSpec. Steve will be speaking with Mark Arathun of Petronas and Martin Colin, Chief Commercial Officer for Kelda Drilling Controls. At the time of this recording in January 2020, the three had just wrapped up SPE's two-day workshop on Managed Pressure Drilling, Collaboration Towards Excellent Applications and Solutions, which took place in Malaysia. Mark served as a co-chair while both Martin and Steve were committee members. So with that background and introduction, here's Steve Nass coming to us from Kuala Lumpur.
1: Hello, everybody. We've uh, just wrapped up the uh, SPE Managed Pressure Drilling Workshop here in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, talking to uh, Mark and Martin about the uh, results of this workshop and the advancements in managed pressure drilling technology we've seen, especially with regards to the drilling contractors. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, uh, speaking from an operator's perspective here in Malaysia, uh, I I think it's fantastic, first off, to see the advancements that have been presented. I'm I'm really excited. I've been really impressed by by all the drilling contractors that have been present at this workshop, Um, and if you compare and look back Two years ago, to, to, to our, our last workshop, 2017, uh, two and a bit years ago, um, that really we've come on a huge amount. So uh, they've really taken up the, the challenge and, and really run with it. And they're and they're obviously very excited about it as well. So I'm 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 very
3: excited to see the developments. Yeah, I think historically, I think when when this was first uh, uh, put on the table, that uh, contractors, uh, particularly uh, ones uh, in deep water. Should start to take more ownership of this drilling process. The comfort level you could see it was it was palpable. They, they they were not comfortable with this at all because it was entirely something new. It was going to be a paradigm shift. But fast forward yeah. three plus years to today, and they are uh, they are much more comfortable doing that. Even considering uh, you know talking about things about. Uh, handling influxes with the primary barrier envelope and and things like that. Whereas before, we never even would have touched on that.
2: Yeah, and they've all also made huge investments financially to buy the capital equipment and to install it on their rigs. So really, it's it's amazing.
1: That was a good commentary on the drilling contractors. Let's talk a little bit about the new technology developments in managed pressure drilling that we've seen
3: and talked about over the past two days. I think uh, from a From Kelda's point of view, from a service company's point of view, what I see is in addition to hardware developments, it's uh, coming down to the um, controls, and uh, uh, which is then leaking into the discussion about automation. So what we're actually seeing is that as we need to have the driller more in control of the process, he needs uh, complicated systems, that are presented very simply to him as a control, so that he is able to not only move pipe up and down and be in control of mechanical movement of drilling equipment, but also pressure control. And so it's the advancements in uh, the uh, control system side of things that I see uh, advancements in. Um, what what we're seeing now, and we spent a lot of time talking about that today, is that you'll see. Even uh, uh, earlier, uh, three, four years ago, the majority of of actuators that were being used for for choke actuation were hydraulic in nature. And so now we're seeing almost everyone in the room is talking about electrical actuation. And it's the use of electrical actuators, not only in deep water, but also on shore, that is facilitating the use of more advanced control algorithms. And then that's enabling the driller to to, uh, take more control more easily. And, and from an operator's perspective,
2: again, all we're interested in it is having, uh, if, if, we're, if we're targeting constant bottom or pressure, that's what we want to see. And we, and we want to see it justified, and we want, to see, we want to see the models work, we want to see the technology works. So if, if something doesn't work, then again, we have to find something new. So, yeah, we're looking for accurate, accuracy and control, but also simplicity, as you said, we don't want to overload the driller. Absolutely.
1: As a well engineer and an MPD engineer and uh, with the experience in in high-pressure, high-temperature, managed pressure drilling wells, uh, I was very much uh, taken by the discussion about influx management, well control influx management envelope today and I thought that was an excellent discussion on you know how do we make that simpler, how do we make sure the recruits understand it how do we make sure the drillers and the drill crew understand what are the limits, what influxes can we detect, what influxes can we take, uh, how do we deal with the influxes and what's, what's required. Thoughts on that?
3: It's interesting how the conversation has turned because previously it would have been very difficult to talk about circulating influxes that were going to be larger than five barrels. And uh, now um, the uh, acceptance of the calculation methodology that's represented in the influx management envelope uh, or however it, it wishes to be uh presented is is becoming again the acceptance is increasing and so more and more people are recognizing that and the big takeaway that i got from this workshop in particular is that despite the fact that the calculations, the physics behind it are relatively simple, the, the uh, movement from a traditional MPD operations matrix to now something which is graphical in nature, people in the workshop were saying, it's still too complicated. It's too complicated for a driller to comprehend, et cetera. And so my takeaway from this was, as everybody said, the calculations are, are very valid and need to be done But it should be differentiated from an engineering and a planning tool to what actually goes out on the rig in front of the driller. So the driller, not unlike what we were talking about previously, still needs something very simple. He can't be inferring something or trying to plot something on a graph. He needs either an indicator. Is this good or is it bad? I I agree completely And that. I I think it's a fantastic uh, concept, which I think Martin
2: you you pioneered this uh, this whole concept. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea, but at the moment I don't think everyone's of a full enough understanding and appreciation of it. I think the subtleties aren't really understood fully. Um, so I think. It, I think it almost needs to be boiled down to Mm -hmm. back to the operation style matrix. You can have the IME calculations behind, uh, uh, buried uh, somewhere in a computer, but as long as all it tells you, as you said, is either go or or stop kind of uh, a decision. You you don't want the driller to be trying to make a, a difficult decision with all the other pressure that he's got when you've taken an influx.
0: You're listening to the SPE podcast. We'll return to Steve, Mark, and Martin in just a moment. First, we wanted to remind you about SPE's online education resource. Whether you prefer live or on-demand training, join our industry experts as they explore solution to real problems and discuss trending topics. Take yourself to greater depths right from your desktop with SPE Online Education. Learn more at webevents.spe.org. Now let's rejoin the discussion and send it back to Kuala Lumpur.
1: There's been a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, comments from the contractors, the joint contractors, the service providers, and some of the operators on automation. You know, How do we make it more automated? How do we make sure that crews uh, understand what the systems are doing? Uh, we've seen some well control issues around managed pressure drilling, where uh, the computer does something and we're not quite understanding what is the computer doing or why is it doing what it's doing. Thoughts on that? I think
2: I think we we've seen before with uh, with automation. Let's 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 backtrack a little bit where we, where we're relying on on surface back pressure quite often, and and if you're using a hydrostatically underbalanced mud. Then the risk is that at any stage, if something goes wrong, you can take an influx. Mm-hmm. but we also know if you drill on a pressure ramp and you get a, and you you 've drilled deeper down the pressure ramp and not and not realized it and you 're not doing taking the right precautions, then there is still a possibility of taking an influx and no matter what uh, automation you 've got um, that can still happen mm-hmm. it 's a question of whether it responds and whether it responds correctly i think there's there's definitely a, a a great uh, benefit from trying to automate the response because we've seen in the past uh, slip ups between uh, different parts of the rig team, either the, the MPD team or else the, the drilling contractor team or the mud logging team on the rig. Uh, and between them, they're kind of pointing fingers at each other and no one's actually managing the bottom oil pressure and stopping the influx.
3: Yeah, I think what we're seeing in some of these more complicated wells, just as you as you, uh talked about mark is like the even the visualization is is aiding a lot there's a uh real-time hydraulics model in some of these uh rigs that is is effectively painting what the annular pressure profile is and then even overlaying what the last uh uh step down test was and what the last uh you know formation integrity test was so you're looking at what boundaries that you have so that is starting to at least guide people going that way and i think some of the advancements that we're going to be seeing in um, those hydraulic models that can now start to act as a digital twin of the well, and then uh, with some even reservoir inputs, if you do cross. Either the fracture gradient, or if you're now moving more towards the pore pressure line, because it's modeled in this digital twin, it is now the control system is going to be able to offer some sort of an automated response uh, a little bit a little bit better. Of course, with the proper validation prior, you know, not just letting it run on its own uh, uh, before uh, being uh, done operationally on the rig.
1: Good, and that brings us to, of course. Uh topic that's uh, close to uh, close to my heart with training, having done a lot of instruction. So training and competency with the advances in managed pressure drilling, the advances in managed pressure drilling equipment, the advances in managed pressure drilling software, the training and competency part was discussed at length, not only for managed pressure drilling, but well-controlled training as well. Um, and, and I think definitely that there's further advances required in that um from an operator perspective what uh what's your thoughts on that
2: um I, 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 yeah training is a very close subject to my for my heart as well um and yeah it's the the training has got to be uh appropriate specific uh what i'll tell you what i was very pleased about from this workshop was um, s- several of the uh, drilling contractors were talking about the training that they were doing and they were saying they were following the specific procedures that they worked on in mm-hmm. great detail and I think that's essential. Um, the other important step that they've done, as, as Martin alluded to, is that they're, they're using simulators now to simulate the well and simulate the downhole response, um, which is another area that I'm, I'm still concerned about and that is we, we, can, we can transfer equipment um, to the, to the ownership of the drilling contractor. And the drilling contractor has, has all the skills and capability to manage that equipment. They're, that's what they do uh, for a profession, you know, whether it's electrical, hydraulic, mechanical, whatever. But they may not have the uh, specific MPD downhole pressure management experience. So that's, a, that's the side I'd be interested in seeing how that training is going to develop in future. Mar- Martin, you've done a lot of training. What, what are your thoughts?
3: yeah i guess all three of us uh, can say the same of uh, the fact that uh, training and competency is near and dear to our heart I've, i have been involved with uh, uh training and specifically mpd training for a number of years and what i see as uh, as some of the gaps and was brought up in this workshop is um a third party perhaps accreditation something to address the uh the, 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 tr- the minimum training curriculum so that we can uh, level the playing field when it comes to everything. Uh, that's the first gap. And so I know there has been uh, some work that's been done by the IEDC uh, to develop a training curriculum in order to address this gap uh, so that this uh, program can be formally rolled out and then uh, uh, either training institutions or com- uh, drilling companies alike can adopt that and, and have it vetted by a third party. But the other gap that I think uh, we started to speak about it a little bit, in particular with things we were talking about already, the fact that we can use managed pressure drilling equipment to handle influxes of an appropriate size, we're now start to bridge the gap between conventional or rather uh, operations and well control operations. So uh, Steve, as you mentioned, we spent some time talking about, is anyone engaging the well control community on this? What does this really mean? What competency do people need to have when they're circulating those things out? So that second gap I think also needs to be addressed and will be addressed by this new curriculum that's, uh, that's coming out. We have to make sure that despite the level of automation that's there, the specialists that are on site, the people that, have their, uh, uh, that are in an advisory role, they know what needs to happen with that influx, whether it's acceptable or not.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a a good part to end this on. And uh, I think the well-controlled people, the well-controlled teams that are out there in the industry uh, need to start linking up with managed pressure drilling. I mean, we're after all managing the pressure while we're drilling. So I think that the training, well-control, the competency is uh, is gonna be a, an important step forward as we move equipment from deeper and deeper waters and higher and higher pressures. Thank you both very much for uh, participating in this uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, sincere thanks to uh, participating and making this uh, workshop a success. Thanks Steve. Thank, thanks Steve. Uh, thanks Martin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Thank you.
0: You're listening to the SPE Podcast. That was longtime SPE member Steve Nass hosting a discussion with Mark Arathun and Martin Cullen, addressing the technology advancements in managed pressure drilling. Let us know what you thought of this format. Email us podcast at spe.org. Also use the hashtag SPE Podcast to keep the conversation going on social. Looking for the latest episodes? Search the SPE podcast on Apple or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Please leave reviews. We appreciate the five stars and hearing your feedback. You can find us online at SPE.org podcasts. Special thanks to this episode's participants, Steve Nass, Mark Arathun, and Mark Colon. I'm Asha Robles, and thanks for listening. SPE podcast is powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers, whose vision is to advance the oil and gas community's ability to meet the world's energy demands in a safe, environmentally responsible and sustainable manner. Learn more at SPE.org.